Welcome to Association Chat, your online discussion where we warm ourselves by the virtual fire with the topics of the day, welcoming thought leaders and trailblazers alike to join up in this online home for the community. I'm the host of Association Chat, Kiki Latalian, and on today's show, are you ready for it? Oh my gosh, I am. We're talking with CEO and President of the American Society for Association Executives, Michelle Mason, welcome to Association Chat again, Michelle. I'm so excited. Hello, Kiki. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, I am excited too. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this ever since we we got it scheduled because I have to say, um, you know, you have... You have been definitely on everyone's radar for a long time in the oh. association world, the association community. And um, when the news came out that you were going to be taking this position at ASAE, I think um, it was no surprise. Everyone was really excited about it. I was too. And so today I thought, you know, I have so many questions, but I thought... <laughs> You know, um, I really want to just bring you on, ask you a few of these questions as you oh. as you kick everything off and get started, you know, in this in this role, in this big position. So um, so let's talk about it. OK, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So you have you've taken on this this role as CEO and president of ASAE, the Association of Associations. And you have been this longtime leader in the association industry. Um, you were the president and CEO of Association Forum for seven years and on and on and on. You have this extensive past in the industry. So you know, you know the challenges, you know how weird associations can be, um, and you know about, about this position. So w were there any moments where you said, hmm, Maybe, I don't know if I should do this or not. Like, were there, were there any moments of hesitation before you said yes? Oh, you know, that's a really great question. And, um, you know, I really believe in right leader at right time, right? And so I believe that's where, uh, why I am here today, um, particularly uh, in the position to support ASAE as, is right, as it writes the next chapter in its history, building on a really strong foundation. So, you know, in terms of, of pause, you know, I stepped back and I thought, wow, I'm standing on shoulders of leaders, right? Mm -hmm. Particularly John Graham, who was a mentor, a friend, meant so much to me. And so, you know, I, you know, as I, as I go on this journey with ASAE, I, I think I thought about that. But I also stepped back and I really thought about how this really presents an opportunity for me to be the leader of an organization that serves a profession that I am so passionate about. And not everyone has that opportunity to use a platform like I've been given to, to impact change from the inside out. So I'm really excited to be here and I think it's going to be a great journey. You know, like most organizations, ASAE has experienced a tremendous amount of, of change. Mm -hmm. and challenges over the past two years and some and in some respects more than other um, associations so that's really on my mind as well yeah, as we uh, plan for the future but i really think that we're set up for success and it'll take all of us um, yeah. to get there and i'm excited to be in this role well and i'm excited for you to, to be in this role too i mean you talked about the fact that um so many associations have been facing you know 
serious change, and, and without a doubt. And just last week, um, I spoke with Mary Byers and uh, Harrison Curver. You know, they wrote the Race for Relevance, and it ju- they just released the 10-year. It's been 10 years, yeah. and they released an update to uh, to that book. And, you know, I, I think on that note, uh, you know, in thinking about the discussion I had with them, I mean, what do you think about the role of associations in today's society? Do you think that they are in a race for relevance? Yeah, I think, you know, most association leaders will tell you they're not in denial. There is a race for relevance. What we've learned over the past two years is that the playbook has changed, right? Mm -hmm. So the game has changed. So we need to adapt. We need to be resilient. All the things that we've talked about, and in some respects, it is racing for relevance, being um, being comfortable with being uncomfortable. We know that there are non-traditional competitors that have entered our space. And so we have to understand how to adjust to that dynamic. We know that, you know, time, energy, just, you know, just being able to connect and engage. I mean, our members, high commodity, right? And so, um, so we really have to think about um, our val- evolving value proposition. And in terms of relevance, sometimes we, we can't let the enemy of good be great. We have to be able to be comfortable with the level of experimentation, learn from it, adapt, adjust, but continue to move on forward on that journey. So I think we're all learning as leaders. And, you know, where I am with this, you know, I have learned to be comfortable in some cases saying I don't have the answer to that, right? But um, mm-hmm. I really will work as hard as I can to identify a solution and in most cases is really a community effort. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is a community effort and I think, you know, everyone has been sort of pulling together and trying to keep on, on top of, you know, what are you doing? How are you solving this problem? Mm -hmm. And, you know, along, along those lines, you know, I've seen a lot of shifts in the way Mm -hmm. that, um, the way that jobs, you know, are put together, what these jobs look like, you know, technology changes are coming along with all kinds of other changes to our society. And so what do you think about the association professional today? Do you think that that role, the way that we see the association professional, do you think that that has, you know, changed compared to, you know, what it used to be? What have you seen? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 speak to that from a couple of perspectives. As professionals, we always should evolve, right? Mm -hmm. We always should be seeking to become a better version of ourselves, right? And so if anything, we've not evolved and changed based on what we've just experienced. And I think "Hmm, we we should pause, right? Uh, We need to bring those good practices into what we've learned into the years ahead. For me, I started off in this profession as uh, on the administrative track, right? I started off viewing it as a job, but not a career. But once I became aware of the diverse opportunities it presented to me, I quickly learned that I could become, this could be my career of choice. This could be the profession that I am now so passionate about. And so I think that, you know, as we look at where we are, we need to step back and think about um, the fact that, you know, how do we evolve from it just being a career to it actually being a profession? And when you consider it to be, or a job, to be a, a profession, when you consider that, 
what level of impact are you having in our sector? And so it's just very evolutionary. I think about too, how the whole focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion has really changed the, the landscape here um, in the community. When I started off again, it was just a job. And as I, as I advanced through my career and I was able to experience a variety of opportunities and as the community started to open up and understand the DEI is a stra strategy, I was able to take advantage of, uh, of opportunities that probably would not have been available to me under normal circumstances. And so I view that just simply as an opportunity to bring others um, along as well. So I think that, yeah, I think that we are changing and I think our mindset needs to change um, along with that. Well, you know, I think um, you've brought up a lot of interesting, a lot of interesting uh, ideas about about the way that things are changing. And I know that when we had our conversation a couple of years ago, and by the way, anybody who's watching this, you should go back and see the interview yes. that I did with Michelle like a couple of years ago. We were talking about mm -hmm. DE&I um, mm -hmm. initiatives and you did some powerful things um, at Association Forum. So I'm really, I know I'm, I'm really excited to see like what's on deck um, for the future of ASAE. So, you know, what, what is in the cards? Where is he? Um, I know, I know you just got in there. Okay. So, um, but, but you know, it's like during this time, you know, we've got so much that's happening for the industry where, you know, we have changes because of, um, obviously the pandemic, we have changes with black lives matter. We have changes with me too. We have all of these societal shifts happening at the same time that technology is advancing just as fast as it can be beyond beyond that and so um that's a lot of stuff that's a lot of yeah. stuff to be at the at the at the head of an industry to say okay um how do we lead into that future so what's in the cards as far as representing and leading the industry? Do you think that ASAE is going to change, you know, over the next several years? And, and if so, what do you think that change will look like? Sure. Well, that's a big question. I know, <laughs> Particularly I know, on day 21, right? <laughs> <laughs> but what I will yeah. share with you is that uh, there's a lot of good work that's been done, right? And so I am very fortunate to step into a situation where we have a, a strategic plan after several years of not having one. And that was, you know, really um, was developed through the engagement of members. So we have a business framework. I'm really fortunate to step into an organization where we have a strong leadership team, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so that's very important and an engaged membership, very supportive membership. And starting this role, as we discussed earlier, um, there's a lot of support out there for the future success of ASAE, and we need to leverage that. And we do that through leveraging the voices and the contributions of our members to be part of the process. And so one of my favorite quotes would be the change you wish to see in the world. Absolutely, we will be that change. So we're gonna do it with our members. We're gonna do it listening to our members. So for example, as I share with you, I was, um, you know, I'm on this listening tour. Right. And mm -hmm. I, I believe that feedback is a gift in order for us to have sustainable change. We need to listen to our members. We need to listen to the voice of the customers and, and again, invite them into that process. So what's on deck for us is we're going to over the next several years, we're going to execute our strategic plan. 
we are going to invite our continue to invite our members' voices into that process, and we will work on. Uh, on, on, a, on a model where we're agile enough, uh, agile enough to make the changes based on what we hear and based on what we learn. And so we want to be comfortable in sharing that with our members. Will we be successful at all? In many cases, you know, I, I'm, I'm prayerful that we will, but there are, case, there are times where we probably will not be. That's just simply a fact. But we want our members to learn from that as well. So, yeah, there's a lot of shifts. There's a lot of societal shifts. We're not going to shy away from having the tough conversations. Mm. However, and again, bring our members into that process because they're learning and growing um, as well. And we certainly want to be a, a, a model for them. So what I'm excited about Kiki here is that as we discuss, this is a process. This is a journey. And so while I'm 21 days in, I know that we'll continue to stay in dialogue to keep the community up, updated on the progress that we're making. I, you know, you know, I'm game to do that. Like, I, mm -hmm. I love yeah. this. I love community. And I love the fact that, you know, um, you're on this listening tour to yes. find things out now. Okay. I know there are a lot of people who are listening to this that are probably saying, how does one get to be a part of that listening tour? <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, should people like, are, are they reaching out to you directly? Are you reaching out to them? I imagine that there are so many people lined up to try to, to get a little time with you right now. Yeah, it, it is a process. And so, yeah. you know, I started this tour with obviously culture, uh, the team, very important. So outreach internally, yeah. uh, board members, key stakeholders, but you know, I'm very, I'm a very welcoming person, as you know. And so just email me and, and we'll schedule time or we'll find the right uh, opportunity, whether it's an ASA meeting that we can meet in a small group to have a discussion or if it's a one-on-one. -on -one. But for the most part, I believe that feedback is a gift. I am learning a lot and I'm really excited in a few months uh, to share with you uh, what I've learned and how we as an organization will evolve based on what, again, our members, our members are telling us. So you can reach out direct, you can reach out to, uh, you know, any team member here. Uh, we were, we're definitely here to serve as an organization. I love it. So there's been a lot of discussion that's been going on since ASAE annual, and it was about, um, you know, the education. It was the, the, there have been a couple of big conferences that ASAE was known for that um, it was time to sort of move on. And that was announced at ASAE annual. Um, no more great ideas, no more, I mean, we're going to have great ideas, but not the conference. No more great yeah. ideas and, and no more XDP. And one of the things that was a focus was that there was going to be this, um, this focus on some new initiatives, you know, so can you give us some insight into ASAE's plans for some of the new services and programs, right. um, things that we should be looking for in 2022? Uh, what's changing and who's the intended audience? Sure, it sounds great. Well, as we should, we've discussed, we have a strategic plan that was, you know, we spent the greater part of last year developing the plan. It's launching this year. So we're really excited about the strategic framework that it provides us. And in that plan, there are three goals. Uh, there's a goal to deeply understand and serve the needs of CEO and C-suite. So that's very important to us. But that's not 
the only audience. We have a responsibility to serve. So I really want to be clear about that. We have a responsibility to develop leaders. We have a responsibility to build that pipeline of talent and future talent. And, and throughout all of this, obviously, diversity, equity, and inclusion is very important. So our second goal is to build meaningful community through omni-channel platforms and events. So we're currently building or conceptualizing products to better serve our members and meet them where they are. And that third will be, as I mentioned earlier, strengthening the leadership pathways for association professionals. And so those are three core goals that we will build on. And to accomplish that those goals, we are building out products, for example, a knowledge, um, a knowledge framework. And, and again, I'm getting my arms wrapped around these initiatives because the plan was in process as I started here. And a knowledge framework is that we have a responsibility to be uh, to be the stewards of the competencies for associations, right? Mm -hmm. We know, as we talked last year, the game changer for many of us, and we know the competencies are evolving and changing. And we want our knowledge framework and the competencies to evolve as well. Um, and, and there be business alignment with our CAE program, uh, business alignment with our content strategy, and also our major constituency groups. So that's that's something that you'll see uh, moving forward in the future. That knowledge framework will be relevant to CEOs. It'll be relevant to aspiring leaders, aspiring CEOs. I'm excited that we will. Uh, you'll hear in, in months to come, we will convene focus groups, design labs to kind of kick the tires on that, right? Or is this the right framework? If not, then what is? Again, getting voice of the member, getting voice, uh, getting multiple or diverse voices on some of the products that we del we're delivering is very important to us. There's another um, initiative that we will launch in the next uh, several months, if not weeks, <laughs> might be a pretty aggressive <laughs> on that. And what we learned this last year, many of our members started to create their own peer network, their, their peer communities. And we know that's very important. So we would like to leverage that model internally for knowledge sharing, to have to create community, to build networks, particularly in the virtual environment. But most importantly, to just really have some uncomfortable, conf uh, confidential conversations. And so that it'll be very important for us to build out these communities as we um, proceed throughout uh, the, the implementation of our strategic plan. So those are just a couple of things that we're working on. Um, but there's there's a lot in the works. I'll, I'll close with, with this, Kiki, and that is... I am really committed to communicating regularly with members. Um, you'll start to see more communications um, direct from me, and I will share the progress that we're making, and I will seek feedback throughout that um, that process. So there's more to come. Again, 21 days. <laughs> <laughs> 21 days, 21 days, 21 days, I know, I know, I feel like, I feel like, I mean, as soon as it, it, people were, were already chomping at the bit to ask you questions before you, before September 1st. So 21 days, you're here, you're doing a fabulous job. You know, I'm getting excited hearing about um, the future. And I can tell you that from some of the comments that are coming in, um, other people are excited hearing about you talk about the future too. Uh, Rachel right here, she's saying so exciting. Yes. <laughs> and so and so she's she's definitely not alone. You know, that's kind of I've I've seen that as the theme coming in as we've been talking. You know, um, uh, there's been some discussion 
And I know it's hard to imagine right now while we're in the thick of dealing with things like the Delta surge, but there's been some discussion about the post-pandemic world, you know, um, and what what will, you know, that look like for associations when we're trying to plan for a future, we're hoping for a post-pandemic world, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, what do you think is the biggest vulnerability or exposure for associations in a post-pandemic world? Yeah, that's a big question. Um, When I think about the post-pandemic world, what I really think about is how do we take the lessons learned from last year into this year, right? We spent a, I mean, last year was tough for majority of us, but there's a lot of good that came out of last year. A lot of innovation, right? Uh, We learned that we're very resilient as as a community, as a sector. Uh, we learned that we can be agile, we can adjust, we can pivot. <laughs> we you can said pivot, it. You said the right? word. <laughs> we can pivot. I feel like, wait a second. There we go. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> we can pivot. We took our organizations from these physical structures to virtual. Um, not just our organizations, but our meetings. We, we again, we were playing a game while we're rewriting the playbooks. I really want for us to learn from last year and take those effective practices into this year and years to come. And not to do that, I think is, would be, would be a little challenging. So that, 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 yeah. So, um, by the way, as we're talking and I, for everyone who's, who's typing in and having these wonderful discussions, I, you know, Michelle, we're going to have to go and really read through this carefully after our, okay. our discussion because there's a really great discussion happening about the workforce and you mm-hmm. know educating people about the association industry in higher mm-hmm. ed. That mm-hmm. is a whole side conversation yeah. for a future discussion, I think. Yeah, I look forward to that conversation. Um, sure. Yeah. Um, but I do have a couple more questions for you before oh. we wrap up the hour. And that is, mm-hmm. or the, the 30 minutes. Um, if you could make a wish mm-hmm. and have your dearest hopes and dreams come true for the future of ASAE over the next year, what would that dream, what would that wish look like? What would my wish be? <laughs> I was next year. That's a short time from now. If we think I know. About I, know. It, <laughs> I, I would say I would want for us to see more progress towards a united community a united association community. I would say I want to see more partnerships, more collaborations. Mm-hmm. I would like to uh, see just us working together and truly demonstrating the power of associations because we know we are better together and we can have, we can accomplish tremendous things through collective impact. Uh, we were very fortunate here at ASAE to demonstrate that last year in, 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 in advocating on behalf of associations for people or PPP, right? Mm-hmm. So if we can do that, what else can we accomplish together? I love that answer. I, I feel like I feel like in in previous years, a lot of times, uh, the work that associations put into advocacy was something that was maybe you know um, very important work, but a lot of yeah. times underappreciated. But then, mm-hmm. you know, with with things like uh, PPP. Um, that, you know, 
those programs have become mm-hmm. highlighted and quite the focus for so many people. And so yeah. um, I feel like the advocacy folks have, yeah. if they haven't been treated as rock stars yet, yeah. then they probably will be very soon. <laughs> for sure. I mean, it, that, you know, those moments allow us to tell our story. It allows us to tell the collective societal impact that we have. And so those moments are, you know, if we don't tell our story, someone else will, right? So we need to to be very focused, aligned, uh, and with that. So many of our audience members uh, for Association Chat are readers. And oftentimes, one of the things that gets brought up time and time again is, is, you know, what's on your bookshelf? What are you reading? And so what book is on your bedside table? And what book do you believe every association leader should read? Okay. Okay. So story behind my book, I'll just hold it up, right, is a good, big, things done the power of connectional intelligence intelligence yeah so this is about so full disclosure um i'm in the process of reading this book it's about leveraging your network and your connections to accomplish big things you know based you know the title speaks for itself this book was gifted to me by lakeisha woods she is the chair elect of of ASAE and she's, uh, she's just really she's an avid reader. And so, you know, what are you reading? And I'm like, wow, this sounds like something that's very important. And she gifted this book to me. So I am excited to understand how these connections and the relationships in the community that we have can be leveraged for the greater good of uh, ASAE as we all go on this journey together. So I'm in the process of reading it. Part two of our conversation, I'll let you know, but I've learned. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm I'm focused on right now. I love that. And and so what's a book that you believe every association leader should read? Do you think that they should read that one or do you have another one? Um, You know, a book that uh, uh, selfishly, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I will say this, um, and and it's really interesting because this is the 15th anniversary of the book, Seven Measures of Success. And that was was a a publication that I had the opportunity of uh, being a part of and is but, you know, really focusing on, you know, measures of remarkable associations. And so it's the 15th year. So I'm curious to understand, you know, after the post-pandemic, how those associations are doing, um, because we really focused on uh, researching um, associations and investigating associations and to see what, what made a uh, uh, one association outperformed the other. So kind of taking a, a, a read that publication and maybe we can dust it off and understand what those success factors are current day might be a good opportunity for us. All right. So I have, there, there are tons of comments coming in from so many different channels. I, people obviously have a lot of, they're very excited to, to hear from you today. Um, and I know that I only have you for, a little tiny bit longer. We do have a question about the author of Get Big Things Done. So who is the author of Get Big Things okay. Done? Um, Erica Dewan. Okay. And, yeah, she's the primary author, yeah. All right, Erica Dewan. You know what, I saw her and she's in a lineup for an event coming up uh, for her, like in an ad in Harvard Business Review. So she, yeah, her she's name's been coming amazing. up a lot, yeah. Yeah, she's an amazing speaker, yeah. She's, she's just really good, so. Yeah. And then I see that there is, are you okay for one question from our audience? One more question from our audience. This is a good sure. one. It's a All good right. one. It's a tough one though. Cause yeah. it's from, oh. it's from Glenn Tecker. 
Oh my god, my friend Glenn. <laughs> oh my god. I love Glenn. I love Glenn. And oh, so I would be remiss if I didn't include this one. Um so I'm so glad he could actually make this because I knew he had a, a call um before this. Associations have the potential to be a primary source of retraining for in retraining for in multiple industries for millions of people. New revenue streams related to the public good are possible. What role can ASAE play in encouraging associations to assume that role? Oh, that's a great question, Glenn. Thanks for, for asking that. I think ASAE can play a, a very important role. And the role that they can play is through advocate, um, education and advocacy, what we talked about earlier. And I think it's definitely a role, definitely a role for associations. Yes. So the advocacy, advocacy um and education, you know, we have a really strong portfolio of work uh, that we really need to start telling our story. Uh, and then also making that portfolio accessible and translatable to other sectors is very important during this time. Now, I don't have the exact answer, but I know collectively we can certainly identify a solution, but certainly through ad education, through advocacy, and then also make sure the good work that we're doing as associations is translatable to other, um, to other sectors. I love it. Yes. And people are just loving the responses. We're so excited. Always interesting to listen to you both. Um, they're looking forward to seeing your impact at ASAE, the Center for Association Leadership. Michelle, we all are. Michelle, thank you, thank you so much for joining oh, us today. You. You're on your listening tour. Um, you are listening. You're out uh -huh. there talking with people and, and hearing what they have to say. So, folks, if you want to reach out, um, she is listening. She's listening yeah. right now. And be watching for more collaboration. And uh, we have so exciting to be part of this community, standing with you and supporting yeah. you, Michelle Mason, as you lead ASAE and the association oh. profession. Oh. Well, thank you. I really appreciate the support. And I, I know it really is a community effort, right? And it I look is. forward to working with everyone. I look forward to the ideas. I look forward to us in a few years being able to have a conversation, Kiki, on the progress that we've collected made to advance our profession, the one that we are so passionate about. So thank you so much for this opportunity. Oh, absolutely. And you know what I have to say, thanks to all of you for watching, because I'm telling you, Michelle is phenomenal. I can't wait to see her in action. Day 21. We're only on day 21. And she's got this whole listening tour taking place right now. So with that, you know, I want to thank you for joining me today and joining Michelle and listening to everything that she had to say about the future of associations, the future for ASAE, and really what we're thinking about as far as the way we lead organizations into the future. Uh, I hope that you will uh, go back. If you missed part of it, go back and watch the replay. But more than that, I hope that you continue to ask questions to learn every day. Because as Joseph Campbell once said, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. Have a great rest of the week, everyone.